in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. I'm Skylar. Uh, and I'm... Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> to be determined. And this week we are discussing the 2011 Christmas special, The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe, by who fucking else but Stephen Moffat. And boy... If you thought last week was going to have had arguments about the quality of an episode. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Um, so this features uh, the doctor uh, attempting to make a good Christmas for a family during World War II whose names I don't even remember, and this is the second time I've seen the episode in the past, like, two months. And I watched it earlier today, and I still don't remember what the fuck their names are. Yeah, I I don't know their names either. There's the, uh, there's, there's the lady, there's the MILF, um, there's Glasses <laughs> Boy, and there's, there's the girl. There is... Yeah. Madge, Cyril, and I think the girl's name is Lily. That sounds right. Good for you, Skylar. I um, know. So, I'm a Star Wars fan. Remembering names that don't matter is like my forte. It's fine. So, I guess because we've sort of settled into this format where I give my thoughts on the episode before we discuss the episode, and I'm not really interested in discussing the whole plot of this episode because... It doesn't really have one. This episode is a nothing episode. The first time I rewatched it recently, when it got to the end, I was like, holy shit, we're done already? Because it felt like fucking barely anything had happened. It's, it doesn't really contribute anything. And the only thing of worth that I think it really adds is the scene at the end with Amy and Rory, which is actually pretty good. I, I, I won't lie, that's, that's a pretty good scene. Everything else, though, it's not even like bad in the sense that I think last week was bad or I think I don't know like some offensively bad episode like Shakespeare Code is it's just so nothing it is a nothing episode no one in my family remembered this episode and when it came time to watch it we realized that we didn't even own the fucking thing because we watched it on <laughs> Netflix like a year later and then forgot about it Yeah, um, I guess I I don't know where, I don't know where our other uh, co-host stands, but I I actually kind of enjoyed it, not because of anything like substantive. <laughs> Sadly, it was more like I liked the introduction, I liked the characters, I liked the concept, but it was made clear that as the episode went on, it was just kind of shifting from theme or narrative point to the next with the only through line being the characters and I'm a sucker for like wholesome interactions so it wasn't a complete waste of time for me I still enjoyed it more probably than David Tennant's introductory episode 
but by the end, I was just like, yeah, you know, this episode is kind of a, they dropped the ball on, like, making it any type of meaningful or doing anything with it, aside from, here's some Christmas imagery and some, like, likable characters, kind of. Like, it was, again, there's, it, it, it was a mess, but as I said in the group chat, it's a mess that I ended up enjoying and finding endearing, um, and, like, my only major problem with it is that it's like how it pays off what it does have is amazingly contrived <laughs> that that's like all i have but other i i don't view it as a nothing episode like you do it's just kind of like a mess that you can take or leave <laughs> i actually remembered this episode very well um i also watched it on netflix that's not to say it's good. I do not think it's good, but something about it was memorable. I would guess just the premise of it and also like the ending were like enough that I, I, I basically knew the plot already, which is rare kind of. I usually don't fully know the plots going into it, but for some reason I just have really clear memories of this one. Um, and it sucked, but I did remember it. <laughs> yeah, so... To start off, the first 10 to 20 minutes of this whole fucking episode feels like it is, it is like Stephen Moffat fucking bursting out of the cupboard in my basement and being like, guess what, motherfucker, you're in the whimsy zone now. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> mother. That was actually my favorite part. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It, it's just, it's so overstated. And I get that he's playing it up for kids, but these are kids we've never seen before. It's the whole episode. And it's just like, what are, what are you doing, man? It feels like this feels like writing for how Tumblr sees 11. You know? It feels like it's it's going for all of that, and it's just, I don't, I like Matt Smith when he dials that back. I, like, that part of Eleven is, I think, one of my least favorite parts of that character. And it is just of 20 straight minutes of him just being so fucking insufferable that it's, like... I, like, had to do something else or, like, look at something else so I didn't have to see his fucking dumbass smug face every time he said, I know, because I'm like, shut the fuck up, you fucking bitch. I don't know. I found that, I found it charming. As I said in the group chat, I can see it, like, he's purposefully, like, exaggerating. Like, he's putting on a mask for the kids, even though it doesn't quite makes sense that way because he doesn't know that their father is dead until she tells him again it, it yeah this is the christmas yeah, that episode doesn't even make the any mess sense. it's yeah and um, also like before we even get there what the fuck was with that weird overblown action set piece into like old style physical comedy like what the fuck was that okay like see, i completely like I did remember some stuff about the kid and the Narnia, like, homage and, like, the wood 
the wood alien. But I had no fucking memory of that beginning, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Ter- terrible CGI of the Doctor entering the Earth's atmosphere, because that, that was fucking hilarious how badly that, yeah, that, that shot was composed. Yeah, that was fucking composed. trash. But, like, I don't know, just something about, like, there's the Star Wars homage, there's the fact, like, with the, like, camera angle of the ship going overhead, and, uh, I don't know, I just like the idea of, like, the Doctor's just finished off this, like, random adventure, like, escaping by the skin of his teeth and like that's the origin story for this thing it's again it's just you could argue it's just there for spectacle and it doesn't really serve any other purpose aside to like get him in madge arwell's path sure i just again i thought it was charming maybe it's just me and like my my standard for christmas episodes have been like have been low since a Christmas Carol, since I think that's my favorite one. Um, but I was just like, yeah, you know, th- this makes sense for a holiday episode to have this zany, like, introduction to whatever the story is going to be. I don't know. It, it again, it was charming for me, but I can get except how it I'm would gonna be disagree because, like, my favorite Christmas specials are like a Christmas Carol, which is generally pretty dour, actually. Like, yes, there's some whimsy, but there's also, like, a decent amount of darkness to it. Far more than just, oh, their father's gonna die in the war, and then they fucking cop out of that shit, too. Um, And then, like, it's not a Christmas special, but The Chimes of Midnight is set on Christmas and is a fucking dark, fucking spooky horror episode. And then there's, like, um, Voyage of the Damned, which just, like, hilariously kills off, like, almost all of its whole cast in increasingly brutal ways. I'm not on the haha zany Christmas special train. I like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't vibe with that. Well, yeah, as I said, as I keep saying, it's a mess, but I just think it's, it's a nice... How am I going to say? The, properly done, this episode is pretty dark. It probably deals correctly with... Um, ideally, it deals correctly with the husband's death. Ideally, it's more grounded and how to deal with tragedy in a time of celebration. Like, in my mind's eye, like, if I pictured this episode ideally with, like, its themes fully realized, that's what it is. Um, because fuck the corporate eco fascist subplot that like that doesn't need to be in here yeah the only thing that's good about that is the fact that they get like bill bailey and other good actors to do it nothing else like (laughs) so i'm saying if you're failing this episode in this way i do appreciate the charm because i think the doctor would serve as that like as the perfect representation of being able to find light in the darkness so to speak um and that's where i again that's where i find the charm that's why i accept the whimsy that is there it's just a shame that like once they get to the house the episode basically decides to go full bonkers like off the fucking rails um and like never returns to a good place until the very final scene (laughs) um yeah i don't know it's something i'm willing to forgive because I, I knew going into this, this wasn't going to be, like, a serious 
examination of any fucking themes or whatever. It was just going to be like an adventure. So I kind of took it for what it was. Yeah. Um I I I think the the whimsy I didn't mind it in the early bits when it's like setting up with the kids and stuff. Um I thought it was just like a decent enough introduction. I I think sort of sticking to it throughout the I, I don't know if it's bad per se, but it, it kind of lost me by about like the third act. I think the 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 like very ending and like the first act of this episode are good and then like everything in the middle is just kind of like really boring um it is so microwave I noises yeah yeah it is it's just like doctor like but in like it the literally most it literally feels like they all go into the forest and then the episode's like Wait, we need to make this stretch out for like 20 to 30 minutes. So it's just like microwave noises. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like it, it's like if you had an AI write a Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah. Just like, yeah, basically. It has no like people will be like, you know, cuz like the last time like we had Christmas Carol which was a standout, but the time before that, we had fucking the next doctor, which like it wasn't anything special, but it was a very nice, comfy, adequate episode of Doctor Who. And I think if you're gonna do a fairly by the numbers Christmas special, you can do something like that. Whereas this is just fucking like the next doctor at least had cogent themes, it had yeah. a through line. Whereas when we get to the forest planet, again, it suddenly becomes this thing of like. Oh, they're burning the forest. Oh, these trees yeah. grow. They look yeah, like Christmas like, tree ornaments. Yeah, is it's there just some like, like ecology sub thing here? Like, what the fuck is what the hell is your point here? And are and you granted, trying to have a message for the kiddos? If so, what the fuck is it? Because I sure as hell don't know. The 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 government soldiers being idiots did make me smile because yeah. you know that's nice. But aside from that, it's just like I'm thinking mechanically. What's the purpose of of this episode or not of this episode of this like detour and it's like oh we need to get the dad back but you really don't if you yeah, like you actually want to seriously explore dead. the premise <laughs> i i was okay with the dad coming back i don't know maybe that's just because I, I i remember this episode well from when i was a kid and i was expecting it but i was like yeah this is fine um I don't have much I, to substantiate that. It just it didn't bother me. But the, the fucking, everything in the middle is boring. Yeah. No, the eco, like the fucking the 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 people like in the forest feel literally like they're good comic actors and they do their part well, but they lit it literally feels like an excuse of let's get these comic actors in so we're like, "Oh hey, so and so is in the Christmas special. Watch it with your kids." Yeah, yeah, um I, 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 okay, so I'm making our, our Chivnall detour, but, um, I know we usually, like, rag on Chivnall for, for, like, doing really unnecessary, like, liberal shit with, like, liberal feminism and stuff, but this episode had some Oh, God! This shit like, is so fucking wife guy! This shit is so hard wife guy! No, yeah, oh, that my is, God. Oh, Those my elements God. Those elements suck. Like, the moment, the moment where she's like, I've got your back, and I'm like, 
Okay. Like what? His whole fucking thing about like, ah, yes, strong because female life. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I feel like there were better ways to have a feminist message than like, I think and it's this one potentially of those... armed person is okay because she's a woman. Hashtag feminism, go women. Yeah, I was I was talking about like how the ship selected like the mother is like ah yes this is what is strong which also like I don't think it was an intentional but it also like comes off as low key transphobic because it centers it around it as femininity as specifically like being able to give and carry life and it's like uh I was gonna say this uh, episode becomes 10,000 times more based if Cyril ends up being (laughs) yeah a trans a trans guy in World War 2 Europe um it's That's just a joke. like, uh, but yeah, like, that, that whole revelation of just, and the fact that it comes in with the, like, I'm the doctor, fuck you theme of just like, oh, I'm so stupid. It's women that are important. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> what? woman respecter, the 11th doctor. <laughs> yeah. That, that part specifically felt very Chibnall-esque and like yeah. from there. It's just oh, like it's God, the woman's it's so strength. Fucking cringe, dude. <laughs> it's the woman's strength that brings back the husband. And again, like I, I ragged on the husband coming back earlier, but even I wouldn't mind that so much if there wasn't such emphasis. Like, like the one really good like slow scene in the first or second act where Eleven is talking to her about how it's important that they be happy. Um but they're going to be sad later, but the happiness is still important. And I'm just like, you take all the weight under that, like emotionally and the power because the reason they'd be sad and the reason you're sad just completely fucking disappears. Yeah, no, like I will say it's actually very effective when she's in the ship and she's like, no, like, I don't want to see this. Don't make me watch him die. And that's how it's revealed. It's like, yeah, that's good. And then they fucking kill the mood like five minutes later. It's just like what? I think so, to this episode's yeah, credit, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy any of this shit if I didn't like the two actors who were the kids. They're not like Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not like, fantastic or anything. Had, we've had we've had we've had worse kid actors. We've had worse kid actors in Christmas specials even. <laughs> Remember Jackson remember Lake's fucking, son. Remember, remember Jackson Lake's son? Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, cool, good, good kid characters. And like, they interact well with the adults and especially Eleven who like it or not can put on like a very convincing, like childlike, like wondrous persona. So like, I don't know. But yeah, as, as, as we've all said, and I think we've all said this in different ways that like, no matter our opinion on the episode, we can all agree that the like supposed climax just fucking blows because of how it misses the mark on this like empowering feminist message that's just like randomly like dropped in the middle of this like christmas special i'm just like what what why well, you know <laughs> yeah you got to have you got to have 
the Christmas special be about women because women be shopping. That's just how it is. Yeah, Jesus was a trans woman, actually. That's uh, that's why we're doing this. Exactly, exactly. I... Yeah, you know, no, I, mean, I feel like, you know what? I feel like if RTD just kept being the fucking showrunner, we'd eventually get to the point where they'd actually do a Christmas special that actually had Honest to God Jesus involved, and he'd say something like mildly flirtily to a male character, and everybody would lose their fucking shit. We can only hope. <laughs> Give us the gay Jesus Christmas special, RTD. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, my my position is that this episode is charming until it's not. And for that reason, I'm just like, depending on how good of a mood I'm in, like, this episode's okay. Um... In Anthony Fantano terms, it's not bad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, as I said, it is a nothing episode. Like, you have so, like, it feels like so little is stretched for so long that it simultaneously feels like it meanders about and also feels like nothing has happened. It feels like very little, like, has a la- time has elapsed when it's done and it's just like it is it is a blank void of television that your like attention is sucked into for uh 60 minutes of your time and is returned none the richer uh, and you will forget the events within 6 to 8 months I, I just nailed it down. This episode feels like it would be right at home in the format of, like, a junior novel. Yeah, it feels like... You know what it feels like? It feels like a short story. Yeah, exactly. And, like, not a short story in the sense of, like, oh, yes, they adapted this short story to television. In the sense that, like, if it was going to be adapted to television, it would be expanded a little. But they didn't. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Um. So. After all of that, the doctor slips off. And we do get, now, to this episode's credit, I said this at the top of the episode. But this scene with Amy and Rory here, where they have dinner for Christmas, that's good. That is legitimately, unironically good. I think it shouldn't have been the way it was in the sense that it implies that, like, they're going to start traveling together again. Because I think that, as mentioned before, they should have stopped. But, like, even if I thought that they should have ended as active companions with, like, Wedding of River Song... I don't mind this scene here as a little thing because I think it would be nice for the doctor to have that thing of like, ah, yes, they're old companions 
who he occasionally like visits and has dinner with and they might have an earth-based adventure too but they're not active travelers i think that's a dynamic that like short of martha which was only for a very little period of time and even then she became a unit member like it hasn't been done I love that dynamic. I think that's a really cool idea and an interesting avenue to tell your stories. And lol in before Chibnall fucking does it with, like, Graham and Ryan. The fucking most... Two of the most nothing companions ever, but whatever. Sh sh shut up. Shut the fuck. Shut up. <laughs> or whatever uh, cardboard cutout white guy they're replacing. I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, I I feel bad for the actor because he might actually be good, but you know we've we've all seen what good actors do in this show. Um, yeah. anyways, yeah the the ending is super sweet. Um, and yeah, just as a standalone thing of this <laughs> of of the doctor just owning up to the fact to to his friends that he's alive. He you know maybe he suspects that River told them or not, but he's gonna come clean and. You know, for their sake, for his, it's a nice moment, and it's, it almost works as a culmination of the episode's themes, if the episode like, tried to be coherent. So yeah. like, I, I appreciate them working f for a payoff, even though they didn't like put the work in, because because the scene by itself, is still really good, and it's a rare. I don't know when when we see the doctor be like overly like deeply emotional. Usually, it's just like a yeah, lot of yeah. No, angst. that part where he sheds a little tear at the end—that's great. That's really fucking good. I wish the rest of the episode had that emotionality to it. But even though it's dealing with a potentially heavy topic and a cast of characters that could be totally more sympathetic to the audience, and not in the sense that they're unsympathetic, but in the sense that they are neutral in sympathy level, they don't really—they're just bleh and it's just it's just like you you had a setup and you wasted it on this i agree with basically everything you said um i think the ending scene was good tentatively it would be good if not followed by the later context i think what makes it good yeah is it's not like or at least in this episode, it's not like, okay, you can come back now. I did some funky Christmas stuff, and now I'm yeah. okay. Um, it, it's literally just like, okay, we can continue to have, like, a relationship without me, like, yeah. putting you in danger. And that gets yeah. trashed later. But in this yeah, specific I agree, moment, I agree. the context I, that, of the, it is good. Yeah. It's like a resolution. Yeah. It's like arriving. It's, if, it had, if their relationship had just, like, ended there and maybe he goes to like visit her sometimes in some episodes then it would be like cool this is like a good ending like a, a companion like worked through their shit with him and got out alive and fine and not like totally fucked up and yeah. then that gets th it gets thrown away but yeah in this moment, no i agree in this moment it's good <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely like again if there's any writers or future Doctor Who writers listening to this podcast, have an amicable split with the companion and have a dynamic where the Doctor, like, comes and visits them. And you sort of have that thing with, well, not really with later Sarah Jane appearances because that's that wasn't a 100. It, it was sort of amicable, but it didn't, it, it was, it wasn't a... Resolu resolution sort of ending it was uh i need to kick you out because i'm 
getting summoned home and then just never coming back for her. Um, or like, yeah, like the closest that I can think of is maybe like the Brigadier, but the Brigadier was never an actual companion. He was a side character. So yes, like that's a really interesting dynamic that I don't think has really at all been explored and it would be cool if they did. It's my, that's, that's my, that's my hot take on this. Yeah. Um, again, I think, you know, if they, if this episode had committed to, again, like, obviously not quite the darkness or, like, tone of Chimes of Midnight, but just in terms of, like, grounding itself in, like, the majority of the episode being in that, like, mansion or that big house. I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's, it's a house in England. It's a mansion. Fuck you. Um, like, if it was just the majority of that time and it's exploring grief yet celebration light yet dark i feel like this could have been something special or something notable and as it is it has charm but nothing really to back it up beyond just the surface level um and if you're not forgiving of that like i am you're you're gonna have a bad time so yeah all right does any does it, this might wait what are we at yeah this might actually be our shortest episode which again to be fair it's a nothing episode so it's not like what else do we possibly have to talk about do you guys know no exactly <laughs> yeah okay moving on to ratings i guess uh yeah uh, it is a nothing episode. It is a blank void of Doctor Who writing from which nothing particularly memorable really escapes aside from that ending scene. Uh, the cast is decent, but also I don't even remember most of the fucking character names. And they feel like half-baked cardboard cutouts, almost as if they're a sign of things to come. Um... I can't even, I don't even care about this episode enough to give it a rating. So, in the words of the internet's busiest music critic, Anthony Fantano, this episode, it's not good. Explosion sound effect that I'll edit in. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much of the same mind, yeah. but just in a charitable way. Um, this episode... It's not bad. There's some surface level shit that could work. And there's a through line that you think the episode might go down. But it throws it all away, I guess, because it thinks it can get away with it. Or because they just want an adventure. Or a dozen other reasons that I don't frankly care to know why. But the point is, is it's not bad. But, um, yeah. If you want to watch a Christmas special... Uh, pick a different one unless yeah, you just want to if you just want to pick off. a random christmas special fucking go watch next doctor <laughs> exactly uh it's, it's all right it's it's or no it's actually not all right i don't know what the fuck <laughs> <is going on. laughs> um, I, i'm so used to just like starting starting um 
reviews it. It's all right. Um, yeah, you're so, so was... used to being the fucking Moffat defender. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> but no, this one's just like it's kind of bad. It's it's just like genuinely kind of bad. Um, there's there's weird tree people. Oh, there was a joke about like the thing he doesn't work on wood, and it's like whoa, you do a heckin' epic reference there, Moffat. You're so funny. Um, there's uh there's there's the milf lady. There's there's World War Two. There's capitalism. Some plot um, about like trees and acid rain that was so forgettable that the only like the only point that we actually really talked about it was about the resolution and how it was slightly transphobic. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's like it's it's a real five out of ten episode. Yeah. 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 All right. So next week we will be talking about fucking nothing. That's right. Surprise bitch. We're taking, we're taking next week off. Uh, uh, and when we come back, we will, Oh God. When we come <laughs> back, we'll be talking about fucking asylum of the Daleks. Woo. We're in, we're in, we're in. I feel like at this point we're now firmly entrenched in one of the show's two current rough patches. Uh, so that's going to be fun and funky. Um, so yeah, uh, until then, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at B2TardisPod. You can support us on Patreon for a number of benefits, such as early access to episodes, the ability to uh, listen in live to episodes being recorded, and potentially even the ability to guest star on an episode of your choosing. I'm Jeff. You can follow me on Twitter at WeelyDL. I am a forced of Cheem reference that we forgot to talk about because it's not even that fucking important. And this I didn't episode even notice sucks. that shit. Wait, a yeah. what reference? Forest of Cheem from the second episode of the revival fucking ever. And we forgot to mention it because it's in a throwaway line and this episode is that bad. Oh yeah, fuck you, yeah, audience. and there's a fucking there's a throwaway reference to the fact that the fucking dudes are from Androzani Major, which is a reference to the caves of Androzani, which is usually like viewed as the best classic Who serial of all time, and is also a fucking miserable, dark, depressing fair where the fifth Doctor dies horribly of poisoning. And you can follow me on sky high nine underscore five. I, I'm no one and you, you can't find me by. <laughs> do not perceive me. I do not exist. <laughs> and we will see you all two weeks from now.